The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is August 30th, 2021. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. It is Tim's birthday, 2021. Atlanta United FC Weekly. Happy birthday, Tim. Thank you. Happy birthday, Tim. Thank you very much. I feel old as shit. How you look old at, you, or do you want to keep that? Price? I am, I am thirty-four years old as shit. You know, people, baby. Yeah, I think well, the thing that really got me was whenever I turned the age Dan was, whenever I first met him, and I thought he was really <laughs> old then, and I was like, oh no, like this has really changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, the man. tables have turned. Because Dan, whenever, whenever you were, whenever you started, whenever you and I met, you were like thirty-one, right, or thirty-two? Same day. Uh, one or the other. Thirty-one or thirty-two. That's what I thought. Now on um, the HAM, it doesn't really matter if I was thirty-one or thirty-two. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm doing the math because I know when I met you, Dan, and it was like weeks after Kevin met you. So, oh, damn. <laughs> like I said, whenever I turned 32, I was Ooh. like, oh, man, I'm as old as Dan was back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, thank you guys for tuning in on this uh, rainy Monday evening. Did you guys get hit? Any, mm. Did you guys get any of the bands of rain? A little bit. Sure did. Nothing, nothing too bad. It started pounding our house for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, and then it was gone. Anyway, I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. To my left at the top, if you're watching, and Mr. Dan James down below. Oh, weird. Oh, Kevin knows how to work the <laughs> controls now. This is, this is weird. This is weird. Oh, all the folks in the trap. We got Richard Gordon, Haletto, Bradley D, aka Kevin Bradley. It's Hosetto, Tim. Come on. Hosetto, Nathan Explosion, Richard Gordon, Matt Wisniewski. Thank you guys for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. I do feel old as shit. I am, I'm drinking. I don't know if Dan, you're a you're a diet guy. Are you a diet soda guy? Whenever you're uh, not drinking uh, no, if hard, if I'm gonna drink soda, Tim, I'm gonna drink the, the hard stuff. You know. So this is not a sponsored spot, but I found this at the you know how like Kroger has the huge clearance section, but you go to Publix and it's like three shelves that are off by the wine section, and it's all mm-hmm. overpriced oh, yeah, shit yeah. anyway. Yeah, but I found Cock and Bull ginger beer. Cock and ginger balls. Beer? Cock and balls, yeah. Co- no, cock and ball, bull, cock and bull. 
I don't know. It feels weird saying it. it's just like that balls energy drink. I want, well, yeah. Anyway, um, the download yes. brought to you by Cock and Bull, <laughs> dude. dude <laughs> hey, if you guys, are, I know you guys are. I know your stuff's getting put on clearance at Publix. But if you're watching, if you're listening, I very, very much like uh, your ginger beer. It says it's from Moscow Mules, like it's a mixer. Um, gotcha. But I am, I'm a Blenheim guy, but you can't find it very many places. So, so you don't like Bundaberg? I don't know that I've ever had it. Oh, Bundaberg's a good one. I need to try that out. Oh. <clears throat> I, I judge a ginger beer and a ginger ale on whether or not it makes me cough and how spicy it is. And this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to clear my throat. Sorry. You somebody take over. <laughs> Kevin, take over. As Tim mentioned, thank you guys so much for tuning in and helping us out each and every week. If you want to join us in the trap, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit that bell icon to get a notification each and every week whenever we go live. Uh, some other people that I don't think Tim called out. Anthony um, Neitzel, I fucking love you and miss you. I think about you often. I, for those of you who don't know, I've known Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Neitzel, since I was probably eight years old. So he's a very, very near dear friend. And I very much love the fact that he tunes in on Monday nights. But yeah, Will Bauron, Brittany S., Carl Seggy, thank you guys for, for, for joining us. All great additions. All great additions. Absolutely. Tony Neitzel with the IBC root beer or bust. Um, root beer is something I've never got on board with. Oh. I thought it always tastes like um, mouthwash. But that's what? okay. I mean, what? Different strokes for different folks. There's one brand, I forget what it is. They have it over at um, Heirloom Barbecue. They have a couple of their sodas, um, but they have a really good root beer. And then the root beer that's at uh, Farm Burger is really good too. I can't remember the name of it. Is it Virgil's? No, not Virgil's. No, hold on. Let me look it up. Yeah. No, there's some. There's some pretty decent ginger like ginger ale is a pretty has a pretty wide array of like the craft uh it's the style. red hair root beer red hair oh uh, red hair the brewery they make root yeah beer? yeah they've got a they, they've got um a root beer on draft at the farm burger and it's really really good i agree like dan's getting pelted in the trap and i i agree with all of it you know will baron says dan you can't call something mouthwash you eat beans on toast and <laughs> and, and, and and mushy peas uh and then anthony knight so anthony knight so what mouthwash are you using and where can i not buy it i feel like uh, i have got to get a root beer float this weekend now yep we don't have it. Do we have any A and W's in the Atlanta area? I don't think there's any A and W's anywhere anymore. It's just in the Midwest, dude. Like that's it. Like I think that's it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually been to one. I, and I, I went might to one in it. Anderson whenever I was at Clemson. Um, I went there once. But yeah, that's really it. Huh. Speaking of Clemson, college football starts back this week. We do have a break from Atlanta United for until September 10th. Now that everyone's on international duty, a um, couple of absences from our lineup. Not that they'll really be missing anything, but um, Joseph Martinez, Miles, and Bello both got call ups, right? Yes, we are one of two clubs to call up two or to have two call ups from the U.S. Men's National Team. The other being Fulham. I was. Were you guys shocked to hear that? Uh, no slight against him, but whenever I heard the like international call up list, I didn't expect to see Hernandez being one of those folks. To no, he's he's been a be pretty steady, that, uh, he's yeah. been a pretty steady mainstay, yeah. I think. Yeah. In the in the Venezuela he side, a, he scored a goal for them last time. 
I didn't Club realize America. that. Yep. Yeah. He's uh just shows the depth and the quality of Brooks Lennon, right? That we have Venezuela starting right back that is sure. not getting uh not getting game time because of Brooks Lennon. <sighs> Who if I have to hear another announcer talk about John Lennon and him playing for Liverpool, I'm gonna fucking break my TV. I'd rather <laughs> us talk about you know, I don't know if you guys see all the Pixar theories that float around about how all the Pixar movies are related, but I'd really like to talk about how Sid from Toy Story grew up to be Brooks Lennon because I think it was <laughs> Joe Patrick or somebody mentioned it on Twitter, and now I can't unsee it. And if Tim, you can pull up a picture of Sid from Toy Story and share your screen and then go to an image of Brooks Lennon, there is no doubt that it's the same person. Yeah, I Hold thought on. it was the Disney movies are all interconnected. I didn't know Pixar was the same. Yeah, yeah. Pixar's got a lot of like references and Easter eggs of characters and backstories and stuff like that that all kind of interweave in between all their movies. It's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. They actually, fuck it. man, Google Images used to be so much better. It used to be able to just open the image. And now it's just like open. You got to use bling, Tim. Or They're, bing, Tim. Bling. Use bling. It's, it's use bling. Of, it's yeah, use the bling. It's use bling. It's it's a uh, cash money millionaire's new search engine. <laughs> Taken over you by Lil Wayne. He, I like this one better. No, I like this one no, better. Pull up think, Brooks Lennon. Go to Brooks Lennon. How do you do side by side between Brooks Lennon and Toy Story? Okay, it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Uh, they've got they've got pretty similar. They've got like the gold wing eyebrows. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, pretty great. Pretty oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Um, so it, it finally happened. It finally happened. Troy Deeney is now a blue. Uh, I mean, this could be this could be playoffs potentially for the Premier League. Uh, huge signing. He signed finally for his boyhood club, something he's talked about for years. Birmingham City tried to get him um, while he was at Watford, but we don't have any money, so we have to wait till he gets let go. Uh, but there's a great interview that Louis Theroux did with Troy Deeney just about his upbringing and how uh, he was basically almost steps away from jail, uh, but managed to turn his life around and become a professional footballer. So fantastic news! I'm really excited to see what it can it can bring. We're all excited for you, man. We really yeah, thanks. For excited for you. Really happy. So. All right, we are an Atlanta United podcast, and I guess we should probably turn our attention to the events Pineda of this out. past weekend. This is the Pineda, Pineda out, out report. Pineda yeah. out. Pineda, Pineda, Pineda out. out report. You're right. Um, I feel like we just want to say afterwards, like we're just joking about that because some don't yeah, speak for me. probably should probably should just lay that out absolutely absolutely joke i don't think Um, people are clipping our show and putting it on youtube like we're joe rogan or some shit no 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 somebody should though (laughs) i mean do the work but yes yes we did play on saturday um did we did we actually play we did we did play on so maybe let's just do knee-jerk reactions just like couple minutes and then we can dive deeper into the game tim what are your what, what are some of your first thoughts or immediate thoughts 
from the performances past weekend. I think Luis Araujo is going to find the back of the net at some point, and it's going to be spectacular like we talked about last week. And I think that we actually hit immediately on a DP signing, and we haven't had to wait three seasons to see them really shine like Ezekiel Barco. And, I mean, once we get a healthy lineup or a healthy midfield, once we get Sosa, if uh, any of those reports are true, I don't know when the next time or whatever you whatever you want to take from what Pineda said about the the seriousness of the knee injuries or Sosa's knee injury. But we, it sounds like we're getting Franco Ibarra back, which would be a big boost. We're going to oh, have him God. in the midfield. Yeah. Um, I think Sadich is a great piece. I don't think that... I think it's fair to criticize the the fact that we haven't been really putting out a a central midfield, right? We've been playing a single a single guy kind of holding the midfield with what five in front. Is that right? Yeah, with five in front. Um, I don't know. I I I don't think I think it's unfair to to criticize Sadich. I think he's done as as well as anyone could be expected as a singular midfielder. But like, I think having Franco Ibarra back in, it brings in questions of like my mind goes to what does this lineup look like? Like, who do you take out to kind of pivot to that, to that formation? But, you know, all you can have, I, I think it's pretty natural to have a negative reaction to Sunday or Saturday and just be like, Oh, well, this is what happens when we play bad, but we don't get lucky. But Nashville's a good team. Nashville went a really long time without getting beaten. They put goals in like nobody's business because somebody was smart enough to sign CJ Sapong on a fucking free when uh, anyway, him and Hani Mukhtar and Leal and who's the other guy? Rios? Or no, what's the guy who scored on us uh on Sun or Saturday? Rios? Rios. It was Rios, right? Yeah. Daniel Rios, oh, right. And uh Lovitz. Was it right. Lovitz? Yeah. No, uh John yeah, Lovitz. Lovitz. Can- I mean, Lovitz scored that in Anybody who's complaining about that second goal, I don't. I think it's kind of absurd. But it's anyway, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sounding the alarms about Saturday. I think that what I saw from the guys, for the most part, um, I mean, there's a little lethargy at times. I felt like, but like otherwise, I mean, we're getting healthy. I think we're really showing our our quality attacking. I mean, we just needed to put a couple balls in the back of the net, and we just couldn't do that. And sometimes that's the way the fucking cookie crumbles, and that's okay. I yeah. think that's fine. Dan, what about you? Yeah. Um. So sorry. It was Randall Leal who got that second one. And uh. And to your point, Tim, which just shows how unsuccessful, like putting Sadich in a position not really to succeed. If you look at the average player positions, we're basically playing six up front. So it, it is interesting. Like when we get a bar back or a second to, um, midfielder, like who do who do we sit at that point in time? Um. Maybe we go to a back three and. Lennon sits, but uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, my, I mean, we did, we did, I feel like we did almost everything except score. Um, I mean, Nashville were happy to sit back and just let us do our thing and then hit us on the counter when, when they, when those opportunities um, presented themselves to them. Um, Nashville, like I said last week, they're an extremely good team. Um, They've, they've got something really good going and they're a, a real cohesive unit. And, you know, this is without Dax McCarty playing. So, um, you know, they've got, I mean, Hanny Mukhtar, Annabelle Godoy, CJ Sapong, Anunga has been playing really well. They've made some really good signings in Godoy and Hanny Mukhtar. Um, and even Alex Moyle, who 
Gives basically like a super sub. He can come in and, and score some goals also. So they're an extremely good team. Um, I was really interested to see how we were going to come up against them, being as like this was our first like really big test of teams that are in the top uh, three places in the East. And um, it was disappointing. I mean, their first, the, the Rios goal was an incredible goal. It was fantastic. And then the goal, like you say, Tim, again, that Leo scored was, I mean, you, you, what are your options there? You, you have to go for it to, to try and pull a point out. So um, I wouldn't have done anything different towards the end of the game there. Right. Except it, for bring on Jurgen Dam, but um, yeah, that was pretty. Th- that's a good point, Dan. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, no, I just that's okay. It's, it's worth con- concurring with you on that. I think it just shows where we are right now. I think that, um, I think it was too big of an ask to beat Nashville, um, and I think it just, you know, mid table is kind of where we are right now, and maybe more time together, Araujo having some time getting like Ibarra back, you know, we can be more of a threat. Um, but even Joseph Martinez, I mean, Martinez didn't even play a great game. Um, there were some opportunities left begging. So uh, what are you going to do? But there we are. What I about think you, was Kevin? A, I think it was a oh, fair sorry. result. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? How are you feeling? Um, I, I'm not panicked at all, and I'm not here to sell sunshine at all either. Um, I think that, that it was... Pump it. Pump that sunshine, boy. Just... Pump it, pump it like you pump that iron every single morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> like a fucking madman. Um, I don't think that the result was as indicative as the as a as the performance was. I guess I think it was a fair result as far as a uh, loss by Atlanta United. But whenever you think about the circumstances and the game as a whole, I think that Atlanta's run of form certainly was on display, and it still took arguably the worst performances by at least one of the standout players in recent weeks in um, Moreno. I think that was his worst game by far um, in recent weeks where he just consistently was not getting on the end of the ball, not getting first touches the way that you would expect him to um, balls that were, you know, he has a really great position where Joseph leaves the ball for him and he just takes a errant first touch right in front of goal. You know, he just had a lot of those kind of run of play mishaps that didn't fall his way. And then also with Franco, who we had seen in recent weeks have really good run of form who arguably ends up, you know, being the biggest liability on the back line for Atlanta United. Um, I think that he was partly to blame for the first goal. He loses his man and not even five minutes prior, he gets tied up and loses his footing for a shot on goal that could have easily gone in and just goes just wide of the, of the right post. So I think that those, those factors, um, compounded with the fact that I think on the front line, there was a lot of good movement, a lot of lateral ball movement, which is what we've all been kind of hoping to see. If you're going to let Barco and Moreno kind of roam and see this new addition of Arujo up on the front line, I thought I saw a lot of really good ball work on the front side of things, but to all of you guys' points about what Nashville is doing offensively, I think it goes 
really understated what they were doing defensively, which was even though that their lineup said that they were having a back four, they held a back five for the entirety of the game. And anytime that Atlanta was in possession, they had a back five stacked against those five that Atlanta was pushing forward consistently. And it was a wall from the time that the ball crossed midfield all the way up to the 18. And then once the ball crossed into the 18, they had six or seven people inside the box. You know, there was what they did defensively I think stood out way more than what Nashville did offensively and that's still with two of our players not really having good performances and others that you know Joseph's header just gleans off post um you know you have a lot of really good chance creation even if the game doesn't go your way and to Tim your point Nashville's a really good team they're currently tied for second in the east um with Orlando who's Atlanta's next next match so I think that They've certainly got a lot of things going their way right now. They did a lot of things really great. And Atlanta's not only shifting and adjusting from their players and Arujo or Efitz in lined up, but there's also Pineda's first game. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors into that that match. It was a, a lot of a lot of games in quick succession over the past couple of weeks, too. They had won four straight. We sat here last week and said this team can't win every game outright, and they're going to have to lose eventually. If you're going to lose, and you're going to lose that way. I don't think it was a two-nil blowout where Nashville was in control of that entire game. You know, the first goal comes in the dying moments of the first half, and the second one is because you've got all eleven players inside the eighteen on the other side of the field to try to equalize in the last minute. So, so speaking yeah, of I, that, so like I see this as a one-nil loss. But go ahead, Dan. Sorry, you got in there first. I apologize. Oh, no, no. All I was going to say to Kevin's point, I mean, you look at the average player position for Nashville. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like a bucket and they yeah. stuff the midfield. So yeah. you, we got forced out wide. And then if you go to uh, Atlanta. We were so compacted. Yeah. We're like the total inverse of it. It was just yeah. like the Battle of Kinney or the Battle of the Bastards, if you are more of a Lord of the Rings kind of guy. Um, Lord of the Rings? What the fuck am I talking about? Game of, Game Thrones. of Thrones? Yeah. But look, There's you know, we've Battle got, of Helm's Deep. Like that we've one. got six guys up there in the attack, and then Sadich, the poor guy at the bottom of the arrow there. I mean, yeah. he's he's yeah. got a lot of ground to cover. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's what we want, though. We want we want a ton of guys in the attack. Like we want that. That's how we need to learn to play. Um, and so we played, you know, kind of under Martino and um, we just got to learn to swarm back and be able to defend when, when there's, um, when those when the ball transitions against us. Pierce Hicks is asking Dan, what app is that? It's sofa score. If I'm not mistaken. And it's sofa score. Yes. S O F A like your couch, like a sofa. Yes, and the mobile app is a thousand times better than the actual website. There's so many stats and stuff on there. It's great. Ooh, the download app, also it known as... basically is the download app. Uh, yeah. So we we were... Okay, just in transparency, when OnlyFans said that they were pulling explicit content, we were getting know ready... what I was going to do. We were getting I ready... lose like a third of my income. We were getting ready to publish the download app in full transparency. And then they came out just publicity stunt, and they they brought the explicit content back. So you'll see you'll find Dan on Peloton instead. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, score did not reflect the match. I, I agree, um, but uh, pedophilus, pedophilus. I don't. Uh, anyway, on Pedophilus. watching us on Periscope on Twitter, uh, saying the interview on Pineda makes me really like him. What a charismatic, great coach. 
I just, I, I think I, I pointed it out on Twitter. I, it, at first, before I saw the sneakers, it looked like a like a formal Tim Allen getup, right? He had a, a white button up tucked into a belted pair of jeans. And then I saw the sneakers and I said, he looks like he's ready to walk in and get some uh, angel investment um, for his new startup uh, in, in Silicon Valley. It looked like, very much looked like a CTO uh, going in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot to take home. I do really, I know people are complaining about how we gave up that second goal for whatever reason. I don't know that you would so, you would have seen Heinze, FTB, or Tata pushing uh, Brad up like that at the end of the match. Correct me, correct me if you think I'm wrong. We, but... we definitely, we've definitely done that in situations in the past. I know for a fact that we okay. have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm just being. It's not little... common, but we've. I yeah. I can definitely recall at least once, if not twice, that we've done it. Um, I, I I like the ambition because you could oh, yeah. just as easily sit back and say, "Well, I mean, we're going to lose this game anyway." What's so exactly why? like? What's the point? Like, what's the point in not going after it at that point? Like, worst case, yeah. you lose two nil. Best case, you lose one nil. Like, you know, best case, you draw. Worst case, you lose. You still lose. Yeah. You're already in a losing position. It's literally the last play of the game. Who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. Because I think we you played it how you should have played it. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, like I look at that Na- man. I look at Nashville's roster. I'm like, damn. The way that they've built that team is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, um, definitely. They're it they're not impressive. they're not old. Well, who's the oldest guy on the team? Maybe is uh, other Probably than Dax Riccardi. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he didn't even play this weekend. How old he? is Walker Zimmerman? Oh, he's, he's not that like twenty eight, maybe. Yeah. Um, Dave he's Romney. Older. Dave Romney's probably early thirties. I don't know. I may yeah. be wrong on that. Honey Mukhtar is like mid twenties, cost only like two million dollars or something like that from uh, yeah. Salzburg. Um. Anibal Godoy, I think, is maybe late twenties. He gave us a. I felt like he was always giving us trouble on Saturday, um, yeah. and then Sapong. Sapong was always with the ball in the box. I felt like too. It was just. Um, I mean, good on them. I mean, they they look like a good team. I think they could probably go pretty far. Gary Smith's doing a good job managing them as well. If they continue this form, there's no reason they can't be. Uh... There's no reason they can't win MLS Cup, just like a bunch of the other teams in that top half of the top top echelon of the uh, supporter shield. Yeah, no, I agree. So Dax McCarty's 34. Joe Willis is 33. Hold on, uh, Dax. I am Dax McCarty is my age. What? Yeah, he's so old, Tim. He's Animal been Godoy's like 31. Oh, is he? For some reason, I thought he was late late 20s. Um... Okay, maybe they're they're not as young as I thought. Yeah, um, not as young as we are. No, we're certainly the younger team of the two. There's, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Bright spots, I think. Araujo, brightest spot of the the match on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna are you gonna temper little... expectations? No, no. I'm gonna play oh. devil's advocate on Araujo. That I'm afraid that he may start to upset the the other star players that we have on this roster because I feel like he's doing too much, and they're gonna get a little upset that they're, you know, that he's he's doing trying to do so much that it could ruffle some feathers of their ability. Like there were just moments of that in the second half. Like he's got one one play that he takes and just runs right past Joseph into three defenders and just gets dispossessed at the top of the box. I think even the commentators are like, 
you don't need to make that play there. You've got Joseph running square there. It's an easy layoff, and you've already drawn the defenders basically to let him have the shot on goal. And I think that he may – I love it. I love the intensity. Don't get me wrong. I think he is – like you said, Tim, I think he is easy, easily, at least so far, the most impactful DP with very – very quick turnaround, I guess, uh, as far as his acclimation into the team and into the lineup. But at the same time, I could see it starting to ruffle some feathers at some point if it doesn't start, you know, if he, if those, if those chances aren't creating goals or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I could see it becoming an issue potentially, but I, I love it for what it is right now. Yeah. He, he needs to learn to only be a, pr- a prick when appropriate. yes this is very this is very true Um, yeah i love it can't wait till he gets his first goal surely it's surely it's coming right you you would you would think so right he was he seemed so close on saturday i felt like um i mean but kevin i'm gonna counter that and just say like what i feel like i feel like barco like it didn't ruffle any feathers with the team when Barco's dr- laterally dribbling for 30 true, minutes out of the game. True, <laughs> true, true. No, I, I get it. And, and people are saying this in the trap too, that they'll sort it out in practice. I agree. Like I like what he's doing. I'm just saying that I, I fear that because he's so new into this lot roster and lineup that him coming in and trying to do so much could potentially create some weird power dynamic or power struggle in the locker room. But I I think it's a positive thing for this team, and I think it's what this team needs, and I think it's benefiting the others on the front line. So for right now, it's great. That's all. I, I'm just saying I could see it potentially going that way. That's all. Yeah, I, I could see him being a threat in the locker room by his good looks. I mean, he is he's a pretty handsome man, right? Like, I mean, he's got to be pretty threatening in that regard. Like, Barco's not stealing his girlfriend, right? No, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's happening. Might probably the other way around, but yeah. um, anyway, yeah. It's what are we gonna no. do for the next? I guess we only have eleven days till the next match, but we'll take a hiatus next week, recoup a little bit, come back strong, be great, recharge, charge our shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got to charge up that Dan load. It's gonna be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, okay, so um, maybe we should get into some more specifics about the game. Um, no. I don't know, is there anything in particular that we should talk about? What, okay, what what are you thinking about Joseph right now? The state of Joseph, I think that this match in particular, I guess afterwards there was a lot of sort of um, – the loss was my fault. The loss was my fault. You know, Pineda, Pineda tried to take responsibility for it. Uh, Joseph took some responsibility for it. Miles Robinson, same deal. You know, see a lot of people trying to sort of take the burden on their own shoulders. And I think that was really evident in Joseph Martinez at the end of that match. Um, maybe some Joseph Martinez of 2017 that you saw get, you know, overtly, frustrated um and i i mean it's nice to see that again just like the whole thing with arujo it's that's what you want to see out of players you want to see players that want to win and are going to do everything that they can to put you in a position to do that and if they're not meeting what the expectations they've placed on themselves 
that they get frustrated. That's that's exactly what you want to see out of them. You know, seeing him and walks visibly upset for uh, a game that, for all intents and purposes, didn't quote unquote mean anything because Atlanta's still in a decent position in the standings. It's not a playoff game, but to see them visibly frustrated because they they could have won that or they could have at least drawn that had things gone a little bit differently. But at least with Joseph, you know. This is the trend we're heading on. Maybe next year we see a return to golden boot contender. If, if all things line up the way they did going from 2017 to 2018, maybe he start to break in it loose because uh, if he gets much closer than he did at the end of that match with that header, we're, we're back to Joseph Martinez of old. Yeah. I think the, the one thing I'm looking to come back is his speed. Um, like I know he's probably still working himself back to fitness, but you know, he did look fatigued towards the end of the match and, um, Nashville never, didn't play midweek like we did. They had a whole week off. Yeah. Um, and you could tell like he was slowing down, but I still haven't seen his speed yeah. from where he was. Uh, so I'm looking for that to come back. I hope it can. Um, uh, if he, <laughs> If this is what the Joseph Martinez we see for the rest of the season, then okay. I think um, if it runs into next season, then I mean we'll see what needs. What are you, to what are you trying to say, Dan? What are you trying to say? No, I'm just saying. Like you're saying, you're ready to get rid of Joseph Martinez. You hear, you heard it here first. Dan says <laughs> Joseph out. If he doesn't improve next season. When he's what? He's going to be 29 at that point. It might be time to move on. What What are your expectations for Joseph? Let's let's say this season's a wash and he's, he just remains run of form this year, which mm-hmm. I guess you have to, even if he's really great this year, that you can't, you can't give him a signing or an extension next year based on the performance of this year. Say he's... He's fit as a fiddle going into next season. What are your expectations for him? What does he need to do to solidify his role on this roster for you? I'm not answering this question, but you're ready to send him out, so I want to know why. Uh, I'm not ready to send him out yet. (laughs) Would you just make up your mind, Dan? Seriously, man. So, I mean, if for me to like, I mean, I want him back to be, I mean, he's a DP, right? So we want the best that he's our he's our main striker. So I would imagine that Alan United want a striker who can score twenty five to thirty goals, which he's done in the past. Um, I just want him to come back to that form because I think uh, we need him to be that good to be the the dominant force that that we want in the league. Because right now he's got six goals. So you think that he needs to be scoring 25 goals in a season? Yeah. Okay. Well, from that standpoint, let's go back into goal scores over recent years. Four times in the history of MLS. That's exactly where I was about to go to. Like four because, times since since 2005 is when they've been counting it because it, it they yeah. I guess it looks like before 2005 they had a point system of assists like hockey but yeah Dan I mean you had uh Vela in 2009 uh let's see not 2000, jo- 2019 
2019, sorry. Joseph. He had 30, he had 36 and, and right. Phillips had had 31. Yeah. And then Wondolowski. Yeah. And they've both, um, Oh, I guess it's a, a handful more. T- I'm just looking at golden boots, but e- even then, no, only yeah. only four times have a gold has a golden boot winner right. had more than 25 goals. And right now, the leading goal scorers around MLS Gustavo are, Bo is he still first? Uh, Rui Diaz is Rui Diaz. sitting with 14. Um, Gustavo's uh, tied oh. for three three way tie between him, Kamara, and uh, Saloy. Um, all with 12 right now. And then so. Ricardo, Ricardo Pepe, 18 year old Ricardo Pepe has 11 goals and absolutely kind of trashed Austin yesterday, which was right. But, pretty impressive. but where, are, so how many goals does Seattle have? Like, cause Dallas, I mean, they're not in a good spot. Uh, how many goals they're does Seattle, impressive. Seattle has 35 goals. So Rui Diaz right. has 15 of those 35, 14 of those 35. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good tally right now. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Ricardo Pepe has 11 of of Dallas's 30. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, just, you I just think that 25 may be unrealistic, personally. I think it's somewhere in that 15 to 20 range. Do you set the bar too high for himself? Is that what happened? Joseph I just think, I mean, when himself. he's been a goal machine, I mean, how many did he score in two? But you got to look at the talent that this team, like the way that the, the front line is structured now versus the way it was then. Like whenever he was golden boot winner, like, yeah, there was Miguel Almiron, but that was really it. I mean, Barco got a little bit of play time that season, but those were the two quote unquote goal scorers. And the entire offense was structured to distribute to Joseph Martinez. That's not the Atlanta United team structure now, like between Barco Moreno, especially with Arujo on that front line and Joseph Martinez, like you've got four goal scorers on the front line. I don't know that any of them are breaking off 25 goals a year with that kind of formation or the way that the lineup is structured in that way, you know, because all of them are, are threats in front of goal, you know? Right. But I feel like you, you gotta have, cause if just Joseph scores 25 goals, that's not going to win us anything. Like you have to have those other players. Like Julian oh, yeah. Gressel, Julian Gressel was a guy who could, could throw in the goals. I mean, Joseph Martinez basically carried us for goals scored on in 2019. So, I mean, you're right. You're right. At the end of the day, two out of the five seasons, and honestly, two out of the three full seasons that Joseph has played have been 27 to 31 goals. So, Dan, you're you're probably not right. far off. And this probably is probably giving you shtick. This is Atlanta United, right? It's not like the Rapids or Cincinnati or you know, I don't know. It's Nashville. I mean, this is Atlanta United. We want to be the one scoring all the goals. That's what we strive for. We, we, we want to dominate as much as we can and win games that are as a healthy clip. Well, the so, lineup is certainly inching towards that. I mean, absolutely, you're, yeah. you're, th- this, this lineup right now is structured all offense and all defense. Mm-hmm. There's no midfield. As it should be. As it should be. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if, I mean, depending on what his goal tally is at the end and the, I don't know. Do we just settle for whatever he can come with, or can we get better? 
No, I mean, I think it's I, – I only put you on the spot to bring up this discussion topic because it's going to be a discussion topic that's going to sure. come up next year. Absolutely. Because yeah. this year everybody gives him the benefit of the doubt because he's been coming back from injury. It's a yeah. weird season with manager turnover and all that. Next year – bless you, Tim. Next year is going to be Thank a completely you. different scenario where there are going to be some expectations on him. And I think that that mm-hmm. needs to be a reasonable expectation with all of the factors sort of included in the, in in that, whatever that score sheet is going to be, because I don't know personally, I don't expect a performance of him of 2018 and 2019. I certainly expect more than 2021, but I don't think it's to that level. And I think it's because of the other playmakers he has around them around him and i think naturally they'll all kind of sort that out whereas there was such a huge discrepancy in his chance creation and his goals scored as a result in those seasons because of the players around him that they were all so subservient to the goals that he was scoring i mean we've even seen that in the pks taken this year right like other people are taking pks whereas in those seasons joseph took every fucking pk that the team got you know that's led to moreno having being the leading goal scorer for the team right now with seven goals this season i think that those things are going to level themselves out and i think personally i think it's more realistic if those other players are contributing if they're still in the lineup and and playing similar roles than they are right now for me, that expectation is somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, more so than 25, expecting other players to also have similar numbers where they're kind of a multiple-headed threat. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I think uh, Matt Wazanowski, 15-plus for Joseph, but we need a couple of other players with 10-plus. Right. We can't rely right. only on Joseph. And you're exactly right. We can't rely only on Joseph. And that's not what I'm saying, but we're going to – we're going to need the production from those other players right? to right. get though. You know, I feel like we need at least two or three guys with 10 plus goals. I mean, Let I me think put it this that way. Could, could happen, but I feel like from your star striker, whose sole job it is to score goals, you want a high expectation of a, of a healthy amount of goals to hit. I think 15 is too low of an expectation. I would rather – this might be a, a better question, Tim. I want to. I obviously want to hear your thoughts on all this too. But I would personally rather have Joseph scoring 15 goals and Arujo scoring 10 to 15 goals and Moreno scoring 10 to 15 goals than Joseph Martinez scoring – 27 goals, Arujo scoring five goals, and Moreno scoring seven goals. It's still the same goal count, but I think it gives us a more well-rounded approach that defenses have to react and respond to because you've got playmakers that are going to make defenses bite and pull to respond to that because you like I I just don't know that Joseph is ever going to be capable of even getting back to that run of form. You know, just the the sheer time limits on the body itself, much less with injury. Like I think that there's going to have to be some play there, and I think that whenever you certainly look at the age of this team and the pieces here, unfortunately, like even if Joseph has a stellar year next year we're not going to have them much more than a couple of years after that anyway, versus some of these other players that may be here or may have a bigger selling point long-term. 
I want to see a higher work rate out of them and Joseph be serviceable and still have decent numbers without it being the numbers for the team. Because ultimately the ceiling is kind of set with him retiring with Atlanta potentially. Who knows? You know? Yeah. yeah I, I think you need to check your math on your goals there. But yeah, I want. <laughs> I mean, well, I feel like you've got a discrepancy of like fifteen goals. But yeah, you I mean, know I what think, you get. I do you get what, what I'm saying. saying. You get what I I'm get saying. what you're saying. But you know, is that what I want from a DP player in two, three years? Is he still going to be a DP? If he is, he better be scoring twenty plus goals. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a time to move on. And that that striker spot, the spot that Joseph Martinez currently occupies in terms of a DP, and the guy on um, on the field, that is your most expensive, most talented, most sought after player on the field. If Joseph cannot be that, then it's time to find someone else who can be. That makes sense. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Tim, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive, if I get what you're saying, Dan. Like, I don't think yeah, we have to exactly. move on from Joseph at a certain point, especially if he has a loyalty to this club. And if if he somehow does have a precipitous drop-off in his, in his goal-scoring ability over the next few years as he gets older, then I don't think he's going to be unlike somebody like, say, Tom Brady that would take a pay cut to make the team better, especially if he's just going to want to be here for life and finish out his career here. Um I want to like take a step back because even on his worst year, he's scoring like 0.42 goals a game. Like that's still, that's still pretty, pretty damn good. The fact that he's coming off of an ACL injury and then we're sitting here criticizing or, or thinking about the future without him when he's, he's played 14 league matches and scored six goals. Like that's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, champagne problems, right? Like, I think right. that's, I think that's the case here, but I, I tend to agree with Dan. I don't know about the goal tally number, but like, I, I actually, I might disagree with both of you guys on this. Cause I feel like he should be bearing the brunt of most of our goal scoring responsibility. And I think that you bring in guys like Araujo and you have Barco and Marcelino Moreno. I think Moreno, I see more as actual goal scorer than I do Barco or Araujo because I think I see those two guys as facilitators, especially with, with um, I don't know, we'll see how his his vertical leap has, if he can maintain that. But like being able to put balls into the into the um, box in the air for, for Joseph to get his head on like he has in years past. And he's very prolific uh, scoring with his head. And and say Marcelino Moreno can score with his head too. Um, that's I mean I I still look at him to have that that main responsibility, and I still think he's got he's got loads of talent. I think he's got bags of goals left in him. I want to point to something uh, Anthony Neitzel said. He says he needs to be expecting more poaching goals instead of expecting headers. And I think that if he's not going to regain, because you never know with knee injuries, especially a serious knee injury, even with modern science, you don't know if he's going to ever regain that step. If you guys are looking at him and thinking that, you know, he doesn't have the speed that he once had and he's still regaining that speed. Well, if he doesn't regain that speed, I look at him to be a player who is heady enough to be able to kind of not, I guess reinvent himself is uh, not the right term because he's, he's been apt at poaching goals, but I think he might be, um, I don't know. I get, I could see him being a little, little more industrious in the box and like being able to find um, 
being able to find ways to to get on the end of balls and, and put them in the back of the net in, in different ways than he has in the past if he can't rely on that speed or if he can't rely on that vertical. Um, I don't he, go go he, ahead, Dan. He needs to maintain his reputation in order to be that gravity well that puts sure. two yeah. defenders on him and opens yeah. up space. And if he's not getting the goal tally, I feel like he's, you know, it's going to reflect in the impact that he makes on an opposing defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the other thing is, I mean, I, I love Joseph. I love him. Um, I'll have his babies, but you don't if need he's any more babies in it in a cap league. I would for Joseph Martinez in a cap league. You know, you can't have a DP who's your main guy who is not producing enough for you. Yeah. And that's a real asshole thing to say as a Yinlanian, as an emotional Atlanta United fan. But the business is the business. And we got to, until we can like just carry million dollar contracts like they're nothing, then there has to be ways of dropping. I mean, I'd love to keep him here if it's on an appropriate salary. Right. Okay, so he's over the past five, five years, maybe take out 2020, he's averaged almost 0.85 goals per game. And you're, wow. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty damn impressive to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially given, I feel like, with the exceptions of, say, Ronaldo or Messi, you're not really seeing like goal per game type strikers in, in, in this era. Like, I don't, I, it's not, especially, um, I feel like you don't see it in MLS either. And if you do, you see it for a year and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a flash in the pan type of thing. Or it doesn't happen last year for Chicharito. It's happening this year. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I'd say that's that's producing. I mean, if you want to look at um, a guy who's taking up a DP spot for the past three years and, and is producing very inconsistently, I, I would be much rather – I'd much rather be inclined if – if given that choice or given that that ultimatum to to cut bait with Barco, um, I don't want to because I think that he's he's proving to show his talent. But um, I don't know. It's I, yeah, it's Brittany S is right. She's saying, "Wow, this got depressing for no reason." <laughs> on my fucking birthday, <laughs> on my Sorry, birthday. Dude. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This sucks. I do want to point out. I had it up on the screen for a little bit for those of you guys who are listening. But Marshall Voigt in the trap name. I, I feel like I haven't seen it forever in there. Uh, saying, does Bishop Sycamore have a soccer team we can recruit from? Did you guys happen to see this story today? No. A, they're not a real team or something? They're, they're not. They're they're this fraudulent uh, American football team who tricked ESPN into thinking they were a high school team to broadcast, I think, not just one, but maybe two of their games. That it's, is genius. Like their JUCO. I, 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 don't know. I don't know all the details. I feel like there may be what? some... Some felons involved. Hold on, let me let me pull up the story real quick because I think it's worth note um, how a shady high school football team faked its way onto ESPN. Um, oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I need the Cliff's notes, Bleacher Report, or whoever SB Nation. I don't even. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Um, let's see. It says Bishop Bishop Sycamore reportedly lied to ESPN. Um, let's see. 
tricked ESPN into playing a game on national television. Um, there, there has allegedly never been a Bishop Sycamore. They played two games in three days. Their head coach currently has an active arrest warrant. Most play. I thought that was the case. I didn't want to like put that out there in case uh, I got two stories. I feel like up. this is the home before dark story. This is like the <laughs> history of how we got into podcasting. It's yeah. like we tricked YouTube and Apple Podcasts into letting us onto their platforms. Yeah. Now One we're of in. the host has a rest record. I'll let you guess who. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and loves mug shots. Uh, <laughs> and then most the other thing of note is most of the players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like I, I don't even know where to go with this. Like it's yeah, it's every bit I can't um, wait for people to start wearing their shirts. Like they're gonna get Letterman's jackets from there. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine how many Teespring T-shirts have their shit on them right now. How many? Oh cap- yeah, you gotta capitalize ca- on that, man. Is Cafe Press still a thing? I'm sure there's one of those out there too. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. That just absolutely, yeah. Uh, ESPN got catfished. It's. Um, I mean, that's what you get for playing high school football games on ESPN, and True. and I still can't watch the damn soccer team. Um, on a regular basis without jumping through hoops or listening yeah. to, 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 and to no fault to their own, the Univision, uh, Spanish broadcast, which I don't understand. They, they had SAP on it, man. Not on my TV. I don't have cable. I can't hit the, the button to hit SAP. I'm watching it through my Xfinity app. I don't have a button for SAP. You should yeah. still be able to do it on the settings. Cause I did it on the, Xfinity app too. Whenever I watched it in the gym and I could like toggle it. It and says what? like the weird thing with Univision though, the essay, like whenever you change the audio function on it, it's set to English as if it's an English speaking broadcast oh, to begin with. So whenever you select Spanish, it's actually English like broadcast. Oh, coming through. Right. That is Come silly. on guys. <laughs> That's yeah. silly. That's I actually cool. watched it in Spanish, which is good because I'm trying. I'm trying to learn Spanish, um, so uh, yeah, I watched it on Univision in Spanish. But, great, great. But. Oh, so whenever I was talking about the broadcasters catching on things, you guys thought I just understood all of that from the broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, now you have cable. <laughs> and then my favorite thing is like whenever there's a mix of English and in spanish like the atlanta united and like they pronounce it they still pronounce it as if it's as as if it's an english american accent um this used to get the same thing in puerto rico when we lived there in the radio commercials be el whopper value meal at burger king and then the rest (laughs) is like spanish that i can't understand because it's so fast i listened to the like first 20 minutes in spanish which is always i mean just I, I love parts of it, but I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do ninety minutes. I don't think. And my depth perception fails me enough whenever I'm watching soccer. Whenever the ball's just up in the air, and I think it's going into the net, or like if it goes behind, and then these guys do the premature go, but it's it's not actually in the net, and I'm getting excited, but I, but then I have to come down because I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a download this week? Speaking of coming down and being disappointed, time for the download. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, speaking of coming down and being disappointed from an Orlando perspective, um, Benji, so they played Miami and drew nil-nil this weekend. 
at Exploria Stadium. Benji Michelle got a penalty saved, and then Jansen got his goal disallowed, uh, which was an incredible shot. He shot it all the way out from probably like 25 yards away. And the reason it was disallowed is because Benji Michelle got his little pinky toe stretching his little leg out, but he was offside, so he uh, it was disallowed. You hate to see it, but you kind of love to see it too. Um, so past five games, Orlando's form has kind of dipped a little bit. Um, they've had four draws in the past five with one win. Uh, they did get a loss in there from against Santos in the League's Cup, but um, they still played pretty well. They put a good account of themselves. Last win in the last five was against Chicago in Exploria Stadium, which is kind of weird. Um, so they, And that was only 1-0. Uh, then uh, before that, they drew with Nashville 1-1. That was a really good game, um, again, showing Nashville's um, prowess. Um, then before that, they drew with Cincinnati 1-1, which is kind of weird because Cincinnati are terrible, but so did we drew with them 1-1 also. And then Miami um, got another 1-1 draw with them. So their form's dipping a little bit. They're still a really good team, though. I mean, they are, well, they're like second in the East, Tim. Um, I think they're then, tied for second in the East is what for Kevin had said. Uh, yeah, and they're, yes. well, no, they have the lead in the East because they have, or they have the, they're in second because they have more wins than Nashville. In second, because they have more wins than Nashville. Yeah, that's the first tiebreaker, and and then NYCFC has a game in hand on both of them, has more wins, and is only behind by a point. So you could see NYCFC leapfrog both of those teams, um, Mm -hmm. and then they all have at least two games in hand on New England. But New England's got a fourteen point lead on Orlando. Yeah, and then uh, sixth in the Supporter Shield race. So Galese is back. Great. Um, I'm sure, I don't think he's on international duty, but if not, um, I can't remember the, the backup goalkeeper has been getting, he's been getting some decent reps in before Galassi came back and he's been keeping, you know, he's only conceded one in the past five games, uh, per game. Um, I mean, man, last game, Ruan really gave us a, a real tough go down, um, down their right wing to our left. So I'm sure he'll be playing Carlos Antonio. Jansen Martino has made his way back into the fold, probably from injury. Um, and then, you know, you've got Muller Perea. You can play Muller and Vanderwater together, which they did this weekend, uh, which was kind of annoying to see. I always thought Vanderwater would sub in for Muller, but they've, they've managed to get them together on the same team. So, I mean... If I'm going to be Orlando, I'm going to be pretty attacking. So you've got that Brack 4. You can put Junior Urso and Perea in the middle, but Perea's going to start going forward. Then you've got Muller, Vandervoorde on the flanks, and then Nani and DK, who you can play Nani just behind DK. But damn, DK's so good. He's always been really good against us. Um, plus, they're all going to have you know a decent amount of rest coming back from this. So... So will we. So hopefully we can have a second defensive midfielder out there that's going to deal with this because we're going to need it. Um, I, we're not going to get the same amount of possession we got against Nashville. So Orlando, they're a really good team. It's really annoying. But maybe, 
maybe this is the time because we haven't beat them. Man, I don't think since 2019, which is terrible. That's pretty so, depressing, right? It's not yeah. a rivalry if you don't win it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works when both teams have had long stretches. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Huh. I want to say this could be the game. This could be the game that we finally turn it around to get. I mean, we're at home. Maybe we've got a sneaky uh, one one nil win, but this is wait, are be. we at home? Yes, we are home. Friday okay. night. And and to your point, Dan Pedro Galese, it does look like he's he's called up for Peru. So fantastic. uh, So he's going to be coming back, right? Because everybody's going to be coming back at the time, or are they all going to be still out? Uh, I believe it depends what competition they're playing in. So they could be still out at that point in time. I'm blanking on the the uh, goalkeeper's name. Um, who's their backup? Who actually played pretty decently? Oh yeah, I don't. The, the um the kid who's a really good feel good story, right? He's like cancer survivor, right? Mason Stadua. Uh I don't know. Is he a cancer survivor? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Like I feel like he was like a uh, a big call up for them, maybe from their. I think he's been with them since. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was diagnosed uh, with Ewing sarcoma, a localized Ewing sarcoma bone cancer. Um, wow. Yeah, he completed chemo and returned playing with, uh, and that was back in 2017. Yeah, which is awesome. Like uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's 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 hard to be mad getting uh, getting sh- like stood up by that kid. So anyway. Yeah. That's... Well, hopefully, hopefully we can get the best of him, but. <laughs> My heart says we win like 1-0, but realistically, I think we're probably going to lose 2-1. Who do you think scoring? Uh, Martinez. Okay. I hope, for you all's sake, that you get goals and results right, because I just did the tally, as promised. Currently, I, I have like nine points. You have ten. Oh, shit! Wow. <laughs> you have ten. Am I in last place now? You have 12, Dan. and i have 23 (laughs) who watches the watchman like that's what i want to know exactly exactly who who watches the i want to see run it back go back and listen through all the shows just run back and listen through it man i know i'm gonna have a passion project what i'm doing is a passion project at the end of this season where i'm gonna go through and tim you want clipped you want clipped audio and clipped videos i'm gonna run through every score prediction at the end of this year so that you have to listen back to all of my correct predictions as the score tally just incrementally incrementally marches upward this is where i wish we had fans that were as rabid and yes i'm accusing you of not being as rabid as the jeopardy fans whenever mike richards got the got put at the helm i need you guys to do the work for me go listen back <laughs> to the last like 30 episodes <laughs> let me know if kevin one says it said anything um incriminating but two um no, I'm just kidding. But run the scores back. Yeah, don't no, do I... that because he probably has. No, no, that would be me. <laughs> I think I think I've gotten more. I think I've gotten more DMs. You've gotten more I... points in the past two weeks than you have <laughs> the first twelve. Yeah, the DC United game. You picked up three points. 
and the what was the other one? You I got four the, points. Um, yeah, on it was the, the game after ball. DC. No, DC United, you picked up four points. Okay, and then the Montreal game, I think. Toronto, you picked up two. Sorry, Canadians, it doesn't matter. Same thing. Yeah. 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 So So half of of your points came from two games. Yeah. So I have almost as many points this season as I do angry DMs from the next day after the podcast about something I said. So that's (laughs) something offensive I said. So that's good. That's That's good. I'm getting up there. That's good. I'm close to I'm close to leapfrogging Dan. At this point, it's like um, it's like, and I'm gonna liken this to Formula One. It's we're all competing like Dan and I are just competing for second to Kevin's Lewis Hamilton. I'm so, the Mercedes. Yeah, you've been watching. Have you been watching? Drive uh, <laughs> to Survive. Line up whenever. <laughs> he said Mercedes. Like, how does he know about Formula One? Did Kevin start watching Drive to Survive? Mercedes Red Bull, man. They're just Red Bull. Just keeps throwing money into it. I hear that they're. You know, making a big push to try to take Mercedes yeah, off the throne. But then, I know but, it's then a tough but then, competition, but regulations about to kick in I for know. spending next year. Honda's Crazy. getting Honda's getting out of the game, so Red Bull's yeah. got to find an engine engine provider again because Honda wants to focus on like green energy and robots and shit. Um, and then we had a two lap race yesterday, two laps, just right. so that Formula One could say, "Fuck the fans, we're not giving you a refund." You guys saw a full race. Wow. Yeah. In in Belgium in Spa, they yeah they literally ran two laps, did a podium, gave points, everything, just so they don't have to refund the fans because they saw a finished race. It's messed yeah, up. The, mo- the money in in Formula One is just, I mean, it just screams corruption at every yeah at every turn. It's fun though. Uh, yeah, is uh, Lewis Hamilton is he the driver for Mercedes? He is. And he's lo- uh he might be losing. I think he's losing in the constructors or the um or the racers championship right now, or drivers championship. I love for him. the first time in forever. I was a big Nigel Mansell fan back <sighs> in the day. Yeah, back early. whenever they drove those like um like convertible um Jaguars around the track. <laughs> like the, I swear the old cars looked like the Austin Powers Jaguar. No, he was like he would um, race with Ed and Senna. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. Is that nineties, eighties, nineties? Something around that. And then the German guy. I can't remember the German guy. Michael name. Schumacher. Schumacher, of course. Yeah. 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 I always got him and Dennis Burkamp mixed up for some weird reason. Probably oh, weird. Blonde. Just yeah, because of the the Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yes, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rucker Hauer and uh, yeah. All right, I'm rambling too long, guys. Score prediction, Tim. Orlando. Oh, 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 shit. Um, I'd say two nil Atlanta and Arroja with the brace. Wow. Mark it down. Mark it down. All right. I also think Arroja gets on the board. Finally, um, I'm going to call a one-one draw. Orlando keeps their run of form recently without being able to lock up a win. With Atlanta at home, one-one with Arroja scoring the lone goal for Atlanta. Fantastic. I hope I lose. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Sole score prediction in a trap from Brittany S. Two one Atlanta. That's all we need. That's all we need. All we a little need. bit of sunshine to finish out the show. Pump that uh, sunshine to Brian Diefenbach's ire. Pump. Gonna it. be a little bit of a delay here for next show. Uh, we will be on a delay as there is no game this weekend, as we mentioned. 
obviously hoping for the best in World Cup qualifying and obviously don't want any injuries for any of our traveling players, but we'll be trying to follow them along over the next couple of days with their matches. Uh, USMNT matches when? Thursday? That sounds this right. How that many matches right. are they playing, Tim? I think two. I think it's going to be two. If I'm not mistaken, I may be mistaken. My, I, my brain is elsewhere now. <laughs> it's not, not heavily on sports. Um, hold on. I'm trying to see when we do play. Um, I think it's Thursday. Hold on. Thursday being the second. Uh, yes. So Thursday we play El Salvador, Jesus, uh, 10 o'clock. And then again on Sunday against Canada. So we play three again on Wednesday, September 8th against Honduras. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So we could see, cause Bello going out could leave the door open for a bar to come in. And then we've no. got... well, I guess, yeah. I mean, I would think with that stretch of games, we won't see Miles or Bello, potentially not even Joseph, on that game for the tenth, which changes a lot. Yeah. Does Barco get called up? Not that I know of. I don't think so either. I think our our call ups were the two Venezuelans and the two Americans, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't know how much game time George Bellow really sees realistically. That's and, true. That's true. Because he's competing with uh Sam Vines, potentially Serginho Dest if they're gonna invert him over on the left wing, right? Um Anthony Robinson got called up as well. So um that left back position not stacked, but there's definitely a lot of competition. I don't know if we see I don't know what Burhalter has in store, I guess. But aren't they playing on the tenth? The eighth. The eighth. No. Yeah. Our game is on the tenth. Yeah, We're our game's on the tenth. So we play um we play the second, the fifth, and the eighth. So we if if Bello and and where's the Honduras game? Is in it's in San Pedro Sula. Um and if we yeah. If that's two days prior to our, our match and Bello doesn't play I think you might see Robinson more than Bello. I don't know, though. Um, I would think the same. Because there's kind of a glut of center backs, too, and that yeah. second center back is kind of hard to nail down. I'm very biased in saying that Miles Robinson, could, I feel like, locked that up during the Gold Cup. But Mark McKenzie um, is a great center back. Didn't have a great showing in Confederations Cup. But um, I don't know if Miazga got called up, but you have Chris Richards from Bayern and I don't know. I think John Brooks is the only guy on that back line. Maybe Dest too, but for sure, like a, John Brooks is going to anchor that back line. It's well, I fun feel like I feel like Robinson is the the easiest one to replace in the lineup because you've got yeah um, George Campbell available to you. But um, man, what you do on the left? You've got with yeah Bello going up out, against. I mean, yeah against who on Mikey yeah. Ambrose out there? That's going to be a nightmare. But didn't Mikey Ambrose get run run out of that match against Huan down in Exploria Stadium? Yeah, it was man. it was pretty bad. He got subbed out at halftime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's. Um, Am I wrong? Wasn't that wasn't that that match? No, that was right. You're right. Okay. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if we could get a bar back, I don't know what Jake Mulraney's status is. You may have to put him out on the left there, but I wouldn't be against that. I mean, it's probably something like a three-four-three. Three. I think I say play a three-seven. No midfield. Just, just fuck the midfield. Yeah, exactly. Who needs it? Who needs it? Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting lineup if we can't get Bello back in time. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It is. Well, tomorrow's problems. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, however you found us, thank you for doing so. Uh, if you found us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Hit that bell icon to get notifications whenever we go live. If you'd like to hang out with us on Twitter, you can find us all collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. You can also find us elsewhere. Tim, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tim Herb. You could probably maybe find me on Nextdoor, but I hope you don't see me on there. Anyway, that's my just new social d- network. Just DM me. I'll tell you where his address is. <laughs> uh, Dan, what about you? You can find me at DNJMS. Or you can find me on Peloton to the power of Dan. And we can do a little bicycle ride together. And from what I get from his Apple Watch notifications, it will not be hard competition. <laughs> what was what hey. was the one that you what was the workout you had this morning? Functional training? <laughs> Functional strength training. <laughs> You had rolling on there a couple rolling, of days. Yeah. Like, you're just reaching now, man. No, the rolling one's good. Reaching um, will be on there tomorrow. <laughs> just... <laughs> Do this for 20 minutes. You'd be surprised. No, the foam roll is good. I do like that one. And I've been doing some stretching as well. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, so find me as well at the architect. That's at the underscore ARC. Number one, T-E. CT. Thank you guys so much. Love the hell out of you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Until then, as always, be humble for dark. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. wow.